Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Also, y'all want to start recording? Yeah. Okay. And Henry, remember to hold your mic up to your and remember to recording, to try recording, to keep the recording, recording. Oh, test, keep, test, well, test, keep test, the logo test, 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 test. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm perfect. Okay. I'm straight, baby. All right, what do, baby? I, I was waiting for that to come in. What do, I, I thought it was going to be him. I thought it was I was picking him. him up pretty loud on mine, but well, that's probably because it's voice loud. Yeah, just relax. Well, you know, it's so a good my start. Voice sounds good fucking start today. stupid. All right. <laughs> you want me to come in again <laughs> with you. the what to do, baby? No. Okay. I'd like to I'm welcome make everybody. Make my voice deeper because I don't want to sound like a little bitch. <laughs> I'd like you to sure welcome you know everybody to the shit. My voice changed a lot. Okay. I was talking like this. Oh, shut up. All right. Whatever. Okay, we're going. We're going. We're going. I'd like to welcome everybody to the This Is The Time That podcast, um, hosted by yours truly, Ivan Medina. This Henry is Alvarez. the time that Hunter Lang is here. Oh, and yeah, Henry Alvarez. Well, you already introduced yourself. Why are you doing Yeah, but twice? like, I jumped in on yours, and I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. What are you talking about? No, you didn't. I did. I, mean, I did. I did. I get it. You just want to be at the end, because it's like, well, what's more important? This is a real question. The beginning or the end? Yeah. Like, okay, this is my podcast. I'm Ivan. Yeah. But also, I'm Henry Alvarez is the last one. Like, that's important, too. No, yeah, definitely, because, like, you're the last thing yeah, that's like, you're in like, someone's he, mind. Yeah, like, you're, like, the, uh, it's, like, the opener and, and then the closer. The, the closer. Yeah. Okay, but if we're going to be Can real. Can we all disagree the middle one's the least important? Honestly, yeah, that's that's kind no, of the way it no, goes. But if we're going to be real, like, you're you're probably give, like, more actual academic content to the podcast than I do. So oh, even though sure. my name is last, <laughs> you still have more impact in the podcast. Well, step it up, so Henry. just my way of getting <laughs> we'll step it up, Henry. I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> okay. And we're back. Yeah, we're back here. <laughs> we're back here from um, last week, not two weeks ago. Three weeks ago, actually, because I was gone in Florida. Yeah, you were gone in Florida. That's right. We've just had a whole debacle. We, 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 had, we had some rest, and in between that time, I um, since I'm back at home for the summer... I like to help around with things to do around the house, right? So I mow the lawn on Friday mornings. Oh wow! It's something that Damn. I really like to do. That really, that really inter interferes with our Tuesday evening recordings. That Friday morning lawn mowing. <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> I'm transitioning into a topic. Thank uh, you very much. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, we're still okay. talking about the, the segways. There was. Yeah, I'm segueing. And so there was this one time when I was mowing the lawn, right? I, I had just done the backyard, which the backyard takes me like roughly an hour. And then I was going, moving on into doing the front yard. And so um, there's two little sections, right? There's a section to the right of the driveway and there's a section to the left of the driveway. The, the yep. section to the right is a lot larger than the second to the left. I'd done the section to the left. And so I was starting really the section to the right. Really invigorating talk so far. Yeah, yeah, Wait, I know, right? But also, what way do you have to be facing to? I'm facing to know which way was the left side and the right side. Facing oh. the the facing the western facade. Guys, we're getting the facade. The facade. We're getting Don't some give me cordial directions. I mean, right? facing the house or facing away from the facing house. Facing the facade. This is some hard-hitting political talk right now, Facing guys. the facade. I took an architecture class. You used to be an architecture major. Je you should know what a facade français. means. Say. Anyways. Why don't you start with the, the house or the door? Any, anyways, anyways. So when I was starting to mow the lawn, right? Okay. Um, all of a sudden, two cars just pull up like to my right, which is why um, parking on the, along the street Okay, and I I thought it was a little weird because I didn't recognize the cars, you know, like someone could park along my side of the street. That's fine, like especially if I know the car. Of course. But I look to the right, and I don't really know them, and so I'm just a little shocked. Yeah. And then outside jumps a rather large man in uh, he's just dressed normally, you know, pants and okay. Uh, it was like a brown shirt. Yeah. But the weird thing was he had a black vest. And initially, I didn't know what it was. Oh, no. And so <laughs> a couple seconds later, I realized, oh, that's a bulletproof vest. Oh, and so then what's about to there go was, down? There was another car that pulls up right behind that car, right? And so it not only, like, is that car parked there, but the yeah. other one is parked in front of the driveway. Oh, no. So, like, I couldn't move my car out if I, if I wanted to. I didn't want – I didn't need to, but I couldn't move it out, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And so then they I keep looking. They you in right now? Yeah. And so I keep looking, and for a couple of seconds, I'm really confused. And then all of a sudden, the guy with the vest pulls out a gun. <laughs> what the – And so he has it aimed. And it's not aimed at me, but, like, it's aimed at two houses down, and he just has it, like – he has it up, and then his hand is on the, the barrel. 
the underside of the barrel, right? Okay. So it's like looking like he's, he's aiming ready to, it. That, yeah, he's looking like he's aiming. And so I'm, I'm honestly too shocked to be scared at this point. Yeah, it's flight Until, or flight. Yeah, and like, so the lawnmower's still running. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just let, let go of it and I look around and then on the other side, so like the other house, like two or three houses down, there's a dude dressed in basically all army fatigues and he has an assault rifle. And so now I'm terrified. Wait, are they dueling? Huh? Are we? Are they dueling? I don't. No, 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 no. They weren't are looking at each other. Twenty paces. No, no, no. They, <laughs> they weren't looking at each other. They were looking at like the the house, like in the middle of them. That was like I think it was. It wasn't the next house down, but it was the two houses down. Okay, right? so they're angled like at. Yeah, they were angled. Oh, uh-huh. Okay, well that's. I guess that's and better. And so yeah, and so then I I look around and I realize oh this is like SWAT or police right? Was and, it? Yes, it was. Okay, and that's, so, mu- that's much better. Yeah, but, I even forgot to mention in big white letters across <laughs> their back and helmet, it said SWAT, SWAT yeah. police. I'm, I'm so shocked. I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> he was so shocked he forgot he could read. Yeah, that's ultimately what happened, right? <laughs> he was like, oh my God, no habla inglés. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And so, no, I was really like amazed that they didn't say anything. Yeah. Like, I'm just some dude mowing the lawn, and they're not like, yo, we're about to raid this house next door. You might want to go inside. Yo, get the fuck out of here, child. Yeah, they didn't say anything. I mean, you don't look old, so. No, yeah, exactly. I look pretty young. And so as soon as I see the assault rifle, I just run inside. Like, I'm terrified. (laughs) Do you leave the lawnmower on? I didn't leave it on, because it's it's one of those, like, if you let go of it, it stops. Yeah, and so I just left it out there. And I just run inside. I run in and tell my sister, yo, lock every door, turn on the alarm. Like, I don't know what's going on down. Did he watch? Going down. Yeah, I had to. Okay. And so um, my front door neighbors are actually my cousins. Yeah. And they have a much better view of it because it's all happening along my street. Oh, it's on your side of the street. It's on my side oh, okay. of the street. Yeah. And so they have a much better view of it. And I tell them like, hey, send me like a picture of what's going on. And they're like, okay, bet. And so they sent me a picture, and at the end of the day, we counted. I think it was twelve or thirteen officers, like fully dressed and armed, ready Jeez. to just raid this home or whatever. And so, you know, I just tell my sister, like, you know, just lock everything. Yeah, it seems of like a SWAT raid. If of this guy runs, I don't want him getting into this house. Yeah, you know, just, and so just safety. Like you're a yeah. narc. You're not gonna help the dude out. No. <laughs> yeah, against Who am thirteen I? assault rifles. Yeah, armed. thirteen assault rifles. What am I doing? Yeah, in Texas, keep that in mind too. You're just chilling, fam. No, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so that happens, and I was really annoyed initially because, like, it's the middle of the day. The sun's actually coming out now, and I'm gonna get completely sunburned. God from- damn it! Fuck! <laughs> fuck the cops for protecting. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. the cops for raiding on what's probably a drug den. Yeah, no. God, assholes! It's too nice of a day for this. <laughs> yeah, no. I had to finish my lawn mowing, but anyways, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, we don't even know what went down. We yeah. just know that um, they just went in. We don't. I didn't. Did people get pulled out? I I didn't see. I couldn't see because it was on my side okay. of the street. And then I asked my cousins. They were like, "Yeah, we were really like trying to look outside." And I was like, "Okay, I understand that y'all are young kids." So that happens. But, um, yeah, that was my, like, experience with the SWAT raid. It ended up taking, I think, 20 to 30 minutes, something that like that. fast. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it did two hours or something. But it didn't seem like it was fast at the time. Oh, yeah, because you're just waiting. Shit to that guns just waiting outside yeah. the door. Yeah. And so, Welcome but to that Texas, was, baby. Yeah, but that was, like, the main thing. I was just completely um, terrified. Yeah. The entire time, because I'm like, what is, what is going on? What happens if this guy runs into my, my house? Yeah. And so... Not to, uh, not to interrupt, but I had a very similar thing happen in college. Did you really? Yeah. So uh, I live in an apartment building, uh-huh. and about a block away is the house I'm moving into. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's on a, a, a popular street. It's, mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it's at UT. For any of you that go to UT, it's, on, it's off of Rio. Oh, for real. Um, so you know how Rio is, very popular street. Um, uh, but if you don't, it's basically like the center of the off-campus living. So everyone hangs out there. There's a bunch of restaurants, a bunch of bars. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes up and down. All the uh, all the big apartments, big yeah, all the traffic's there. Um, so it's a nice little area. And uh, towards the let's say south end, I guess it is the south end. Mm-hmm. There's uh, more houses. 
Mm-hmm. At the very south end, there's apartments, and then as you get farther north, there's more like Greek life houses, and like then apartments, fraternity right? houses, yeah, and fraternity like and sorority okay. houses, then apartments farther down. And so, uh, in that kind of first middle area where there's just kind of houses, a bunch of my friends live there. Okay. So I'm moving in, mm-hmm. and uh, across the street, there's other houses, which I always assumed were uh, either businesses because there's a couple realty companies there, mm-hmm. or other oh, college kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until one day, um, my friends and I. So we're walk. We're, it's a. It's like a Saturday, Friday night, mm-hmm. and we're like, we're done with class for the week. We just yeah. took our test, or whatever. Let's go get. A, let's go get a couple drinks. Yeah, yeah. So we walk to this corner bar, and we walk outside, and we walk maybe thirty feet. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, woo, woo, woo! I was like, okay, well, someone must be driving That's the wrong the way. That's the sound of the police. Woo, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, someone must be driving the wrong way down the street or it's a ticket or something. It's a busy uh-huh. city. It's Austin. Yeah. Um, that turned out not to be the case. There were about, I want to say seven or eight <laughs> cop cars fully loaded that came around the corner and busted into this house. Um, and this happened a couple months ago. And I just remember, I was like, and these aren't SWAT. These are normal cops. So all yeah. they have is pistols and shotguns. I remember I was like, I better get the fuck away from here. Shit. I'm going to die. Hopefully my parents don't hear this because they will be very upset knowing I'm like, but uh, turned out it was a drug den. And they, I found out on the news, like a month and a half later that they were like, seized like a million dollars worth of cocaine coming out of this place. And the rest of like 13 people. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah. But it is, terrifying when you're not a part of it yeah no it's just and like, i couldn't uh, imagine that which yeah. is way more extreme than what i went through yeah and, and i laugh just because the situation was so awkward for me looking back and i'm laughing at like my reaction to it because i was really silly like i was just like ah what do i do what do i do yeah but it, it, it is legitimately a very well you know when you have people you situation. care about that's how you're gonna oh meet. no yeah most definitely you're lo- you have a younger sister who yeah, you're like, gonna have to protect if mm-hmm. i mean especially if your parents are at work yeah yeah it was in the middle of the day it's like, like well um I guess I'm the man now. Yeah, okay, was, get inside and don't leave. Yeah, it was it's middle crazy. of the day on a Friday. Is I did not expect that day to go by, but um, so that kind of led me into thinking, like, what do you do when like a raid happens? Yeah, and so I kind of looked it up. Mind your business. Yeah, honestly, just mind your business <laughs> seems to be like the best. Like, get, uh, don't get involved in any in any like, way. Have uh, you seen that picture where the, the like, there's like a SWAT raid going on, and then the neighbor next door is still mowing his lawn? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that was basically you, no, except he kept, he kept mowing. mowing. His lawn. Yeah. That's great, jeez. <laughs> and so, in um, in all of my research, I actually found a law case because we're 15 minutes into a law podcast. It's about time we introduce some cases. Yeah, it's probably about time we start talking about yeah. what we're supposed to. And um, I found a I found a case that was actually settled um, July tenth twenty seven twenty nineteen I'm sorry so this was wow, settled very ago? recently huh oh no uh, two and, weeks ago yeah yeah like not two to weeks date ago. our podcast but yeah not to two date weeks it. Ago. yeah two weeks ago and um, this is Corbett versus Vickers Corbett C O R B I T T Versus Vickers, V-I-C-K-E-R-S. And so this happened in um, Coffee County, Georgia, right? So let me give you guys the, the briefing. So um, Georgia police officers were pursuing a criminal suspect by the name of Mr. Christopher Bartnett, right? This is a guy who's from Florida, but they followed him Florida all the way into Georgia. Again. What's up? Florida man strikes. Florida again. man strikes again, right? Yeah, it seems like Florida the man is always on the why, news for doing why, something yeah, crazy. Yeah, why is Florida always? It's the armpit of the nation. Is, is that. that true? Yeah. It's the armpit <laughs> of the nation. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so this was on July 2014, right? So this happened. Uh, what was that five years ago? And so eventually, the the raid spilled over onto Amy Corbett's property, right? after Barnett had wandered into the area is what they say within the within the documents. And um Amy Corbett was actually inside with three children. And outside in the front lawn was a man by the name of Mr. Damien Stewart and six other minors. Six other minors. Yeah, so there's a total of nine children. 
Was Damien Stewart a minor himself? No, no, no. Damien Stewart was an adult. Okay, and then yep. six months. I guess that makes sense. You can't disclose who the minors are. Yeah, I'm not going to name. The The names came out eventually. Okay. And they're all over the news. So okay. if you want to look for it, you can find it, but I won't be disclosing their yeah. names. And um, <coughs> I'm sorry. Amy was with two kids, two minors on the inside, right? And so when the police came in, uh, Sheriff Deputy Vickers demanded all the people in the area, including the children, to get down on the ground, right? Which, I mean, I, get, I kind of understand, you know? Um, the part that I didn't like, though, was the fact that uh, Mr. Stewart was handcuffed and there was a gun put to his back. Why? I would assume that they thought that maybe he might have been in connection with Mr. Bartnett, which okay. is the guy that they were chasing. Is that... But it, it seems like too much to me. Is that unreasonable anyways, to think? Huh? Is that unreasonable to think? Does it matter? Um, I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, like it's it, it's a really gray area. I would say that it's unreasonable. Okay. What was, what was the man's race? What was the man's race? I don't know. Um, I think he was white. I think he was white. Do you want me to do a Google search real quick? Yeah, Google search. Maybe if you can find it. I don't know. What's uh, Can you give me the full name again? Damien Stewart, and this uh, is Coffee okay. County, Georgia. Can you spell it real quick? Uh, Damien, D-A-M-I-O-N, Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Perfect. Anyways, so um, while all the children were on the ground and Mr. Damien Stewart was held, to a, was held at gunpoint, essentially, um, Bruce, the family dog, runs out and Vickers decides to shoot him, right? He, sh- he decides to shoot him once, and he misses. And so at that point in time, um, Bruce the dog retreated, and he goes under the house, right? The officers are all like, okay, he's under the house. They don't even try to, like, subdue him. They don't try to say anything. They don't even tell the, the, the adult or the kids, like, hey, get him under control or anything. By the way, uh, Damien Stewart is a white middle-aged, probably 35 to 45 man. Okay. All right. So, yeah, white. And so um, a few seconds after he fired the first shot at the dog, the dog comes outside from under the uh, the house again. Right? Okay. And so for some reason, Vickers decides to shoot the dog again. He misses. However, um, he hits a kid. He hits one of the kids. No God. way. Yeah. Damn it. Why? He, okay. This was on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. I sent recently. it to you. Was this? Oh, you did. I did. That's was this dog like, a, like attacking or running to attack this cop, or was it just coming outside? From what the, the documents say, it says that the dog was just approaching his owners. Oh, Jesus. There's a whole bunch of things to say because I mean, like, the dog came out the first time and they didn't try to like stop it or anything. They didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Right, and so obviously there's like, oh, it's not a threat anymore, and then apparently he comes out, they decide to shoot it, right? And so, um, just to give a little bit more details, um, we're gonna name the kid SDC because that's what they call him throughout SDC? all the legal paperwork. SDC. Okay. Um, SDC was clearly on the ground, and he was about 18 inches from Vickers. Jeez. So he's about a foot and a half away from him when okay. uh, Vickers shot. Foot and a half away? Yeah, a foot and a half away, basically. So, like, basically the length of you and me. I know you guys can't see it. Why are you discharging is, your weapon th- with that's, a that's kid what I said. foot and a half? I don't know. That's what I okay. said. So, um, obviously, Amy Corbett is going to sue on behalf of the child against um, – she sues against Vickers, right? Because she says that, you know, this is obviously illegal, right? And it happened on her property, right? <laughs> It happened on her property. Mm-hmm. And, and do we know if the child is related to Amy Corbett? Oh, the child is Amy Corbett's son. Okay. Okay. Yep. I might have. Did you say that? I might have missed it. Um, I don't believe I did. Okay. But yeah, that, that's Av Corbett. That's why I assumed the SDC. The C is probably the C is probably Corbett. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so she filed suit. She basically said that she was deprived of her Fourth Amendment right. You know the no illegal searches or seizures. Right, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard that yes, one before. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Isn't also uh you, you haven't heard it before, Henry? I think I'm also shaking that, my head. That doesn't mean you gotta expose me. <laughs> <laughs> I think also uh isn't prisoner rights under that too? Same thing, the Fourth oh. Amendment. Here, I'll I'll, I'll read it because it's a very short amendment. Okay. So it says the right of the people to be secure in their persons, 
houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause. So basically, if you want to seize or search any of those, you need to have viable, uh, probable cause. And then the amendment continues, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons and things to be seized. So everything needs, so it has to have probable cause, and it has to be supported by oath or affirmation, and it has to be down, like descript to a T. Like it has to be, I'm going to be searching that place at this time, looking for this. Okay. All right, so that's what the... That's why, that's why you need a warrant. The, yeah, exactly. The, that's why you need a warrant. warrant. Yeah. So um, she sued for that, and um, she asking for damages totaling $2 million. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm surprised she's not asking for more. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's she quite. Should have, she should have sued for like six hundred and fifty whatever six, million dollars throw, <laughs> instead of instead of the Pearson. His name Pearson. Is he just going to be a running a running gag? A running Probably. joke throughout our. Uh, this is why everyone pot. should go back and start at episode one. Yeah, rough start. We but, uh, we say at episode two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is episode three. Yeah. Oh my so, bad. She sues him, and um, Vickers decides that he wants to fight the suit, right? And I he, mean, of course. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't have an episode. Yeah. Um, and he believes that he is entitled to qualified immunity. Which means? See, this is why I love having other guest speakers, because they ask good questions. He says All that's right. why he likes having dumb people no, on no, the no. podcast. Immunity is put in place so that it balances two different public interests, right? The need to hold officers accountable okay when they enforce their power responsibly okay so it balances between that and the need to like protect officers from harassment distraction and liability when they do act reasonably because you know there, there are some times when you can act reasonably and there's just some things you can't control right and then there's sometimes you can act irreasonably and then that's when you need to have punishment okay so it's it protects officers Doing their job in a reasonable way. In a reasonable way, which might have... Which might have bad consequences. Have bad. But they're still doing their job in a way that is justified. Yes. Quote, unquote, exactly. justified. Exactly. And so that's what qualified immunity is. I did just find a textbook definition from uh, Forbes.com. If you want to read it, go ahead. Um, yeah, so it says uh, qualified immunity provides ample protection to all... Not just police, which is I. Is I, it like all public officers? I think I think it probably is in police, but uh, this just says provides ample protection to all, but the plainly incompetent or those who knowingly violate the law. Yes, I, I think that's what the Supreme Court stated. Yeah, I that's, think that yeah. is probably what that. Oh yeah, is it that? That's for, that comes from a case. I I read that case. It says was, it comes from uh, civil rights lawsuits. Civil rights lawsuits. Yeah, it, uh, it was. It. it was what. Let, let's see. It says it was what let government officials like dodge these lawsuits. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm guessing like redlining or gerrymandering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they could say, oh, this yeah, is qualified, qualified immunity. immunity. Mm -hmm. But this is probably a bet. This is before the Supreme Court gave that definition. I'm sure. Yeah, probably. I, I can see that. Anyway, so he says he has qualified immunity. Okay. Because case law, so previous law cases, hadn't. Um, this is what this is uh, quoted from the from the case that says the case law had not staked out a bright line indicating that the act of firing at the dog and unintentionally shooting STC was unlawful. So basically, when you break it down, what he's saying is that he couldn't know that he was acting irresponsibly because no, nothing else had ever told him before that what he was doing was irresponsible. What the it's, fuck? Uh, you're, you're shooting a gun a foot away from a child. How does that not register in your brain as you're acting irresponsible? Now, to to offer an argument to that. Go ahead. I'm sure what he's, he's taught in training, okay, defend yourself. And he's probably taught through scenarios previous or he's heard stories. Okay, this dog, he's standing in the police locker room. This dog ran at me today and I had to shoot it because he was going to attack me. So he probably thought... Oh, this is like what Officer Joe Schmo did. I had to shoot this dog. At least is that that's what I would assume 
was going through his head. I'm not trying to. I don't really want to justify it. But I just really don't offer, like that argument, yeah, especially okay. with a, police brutality recently. Wait, but Henry, what would you offer as a counter argument for that? Well, like you each you treat each situation independently. You don't just oh somebody told me to shoot at the fucking dog because it attacked them, so I'm gonna shoot this dog before it attacks me. Like that's not how things work. Okay, so uh, that's kind of how the district court saw. It. So the first court that saw it, yeah, it's kind of how they saw it, except they um they made the most like strong points at the fact that uh, the officer was not required to shoot the gun. Because no one tried to restrain the dog. And because, like, after... Because it, it was the second time the dog was coming out. So after the first time, they didn't even try to, like, hold the dog or do anything. They just let it go. And they were just like, oh, okay, whatever. It can just go. The officer? Yeah. yeah. Because, okay. because the dog... The dog just came out the first time. Yeah. And he shot at it. And it just ran back inside. They didn't ask about the dog. They didn't do anything about the dog. They were just like, okay, whatever. And then when it came out again is when they decided to shoot. And so they also said that um, it was irresponsible shooting a gun um, 18 inches away from a child. I basically. do completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. And so they said that Vickers was not entitled to qualified immunity, and that's where it was. Didn't you say something about, like, they changed the whole, like, some law or something so he could get around it? No, this was that was back. Mean? I think you're thinking because whenever you sent me the thing on Twitter, you said something about like they changed some other law or they tried to change some other law or reinterpret some other law so that they could still get around it and he get immunity or something like that. That doesn't sound familiar. Oh, <laughs> you might be thinking of the definition of qualified immunity that we just talked about. Yeah, no, I, I thought he meant something else. Oh, okay. But yeah, interesting. Anyways, so um, as quite happens with these cases, what do you think Vickers is gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna take a wild guess. I'm gonna say he's going to uh, uh, take it to the uh, next level of courts, which yeah, is gonna, the he will appeal uh, state something appellate appellate. A appellate appellate appellate. He's gonna appeal. He's gonna take it to the appellate court. Obviously, ah, linguistics. Yep, I remember. The, I remember those days. <laughs> linguistics so we're back in the appellate court system again as we uh normally are yeah honestly the, the appellate is always where we end up right way more interesting so um he realizes that he again likes to state the fact that there's no other cases in which that they find that similar conduct is unlawful right mainly because there's no other cases dealing with Similar conduct. Is there none? There weren't really any. So this is there a little different than the one last week with the Paul's graph and precedent. Yeah, where they where they had the, they did have precedent. Well, they they didn't have precedent. They had similar. But they had similar precedent. okay. So this is so this is similar to last week then, where there I'm guessing there are similar cases, but none that can set a precedent for this. Um, no, yeah, there's there, just there nothing. Really, there, yeah, there was just nothing. Wow, that's actually that's actually really impressive for our law enforcement in america that there's no similar cases that they're the like something random happened and they just shoot and they accidentally like yeah hit someone. Like, that's, yeah, a, there that's a... especially how that's portrayed in movies seems like that happens a lot oh, no, yeah because i could definitely see someone like like a police officer showing up somewhere and then hearing like a firework go off and then immediately like just discharging yeah and so i, I feel like something like that would be maybe not set president but be very similar in this case mm -hmm. to which they could help with the decision making right anyways he emphasizes that the Supreme Court, there's a Supreme Court precedent that said the Fourth Amendment seizure, so holding the, the, seizing the Fourth Amendment, occurs only when there is a governmental termination of freedom of movement through means intentionally applied. And this was in uh, Brower versus the city of Inyo. Okay. And so he says he didn't intentionally mean to hit SDC. And of so, course, yeah, I, mean, I would hope so. I mean, I feel like that. I feel like that's obvious. Yeah. yeah, he says that he intended to shoot the dog and that this was an act of an accidental um, shooting. Because people before were thinking this was an accidental firing, but no, this isn't an accidental shooting. And so, he, that, so he's now claiming that he 100 percent intended to f discharge his weapon. Yes, he just 
didn't mean to hit the yes. Know, and SEC. so a very important thing is that in the lower co- courts, both parties had agreed that he had intended to shoot his weapon. Okay. That he had intended to shoot his weapon, but he didn't intend to hit it. Hence, it was an accidental shooting and not an accidental firing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But just because he accidentally shot this kid doesn't mean he shouldn't be held accountable. I accidentally went 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. I still get the fucking ticket. <laughs> that is a good point. No, yeah. That is a very good point because to a normal person, it seems pretty obvious. Like, I mean, there that is a... That's a that's a criminal offense. Mm-hmm. Like if if we did that, say say us three were out in a field, and we all had you know whatever gun license or whatever said that we could all have guns legally, mm-hmm. and I shoot at a bird or yeah. an animal or a tree, mm-hmm. and I hit one of you two, I go to jail for for manslaughter for accidental yeah, yeah, manslaughter. Yeah, exactly. That that's the thing that I you know thinking about things like that manslaughter. However. There's a thing called qualified immunity Absolutely. which protects you from things like manslaughter, sadly. That's stupid. Yeah, and so I think um, that might be where this case is going to get exactly a qualified for immunity. Us. Wait, did you ever state like did the kid survive this or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it, cool. The kid. Oh, sorry, Jesus. Um, the kid was hit in the back of the knee, so oh, it wasn't geez. anything okay. that was extremely fatal. Wow. Or yeah, it wasn't something extremely fatal. Like the the kid can walk, from from what I can tell. So he he or she he or she can walk and I think it was a he. We'll we'll, okay. we'll do that. It was a he, and um, from what I can read, it was only just um, like the bullet went in, but it was just damage at the time and mental trauma. Of like, course, from what I can tell, that wasn't any long lasting. Okay. And so, um, going back into qualified immunity, uh, for for the analysis that um the that the appellate court did was they first kind of like initially stated what needs to happen when you overcome to overcome a qualified immunity defense in other words what you need to state that there is no qualified immunity right and this is verbatim what needs to happen the plaintiff must establish that the defendant violated a constitutional right that's the first thing and the second thing the plaintiff must show that the constitute that the violated right was clearly established. And so previously you would have to do those two things in order, right? Okay. But there was some decision later on, I couldn't find one, that said you can just do whichever one. Like you can do them out of order, right? So you can do the second one first or the first one second. So how can you do that? What do you mean? Ex- explain like um in what scenario would the second one be explained first? I guess that's going to be the scenario, I assume. Well, I'll, I'll show you why. Okay. Also, another quick question before we get too far. Mm-hmm. Is she suing for uh, this is uh, for excessive force? What do you mean? Oh, excessive force? Yeah. Is that what she's suing um, for? Because I, cause I don't know what else she would no, sue No, no, no. It was, it was suing for... Um, the breach of the Fourth of Amendment. Okay. What? Through the application of excessive force. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I, I just wanted some clarity on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. According to the Supreme Court, the clearly established law must be particularized to the fact of the case. Which means? It needs to be down to a T. Okay, so it needs to be... It needs to exact. be. It needs to be exact. And it there needs has to be, be basically sp- a precedent. And it needs to be specific for this case. Yeah. Yes. So, so does it, that mean – would that mean that no matter what, if you're talking about qualified immunity, there should be no precedent almost because it has to be specific for each case? No, 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 no. Or uh, – so, so to, to overcome a qualified immunity, the violated right needs to be clearly established, right? Okay. Wasn't a Fourth Amendment right like as established as it gets? <laughs> but what it's saying is that – the established law must be particularized to the facts of the case. Okay. What that's saying is that it needs to be that before there was already a case in which a dog comes out and it was shot and that was shown to be and that was shown to be a violation of the Fourth Amendment, right? Okay. okay. And so using that 
the appellate court was all like, well, we searched through our database. We searched through the federal database, and we couldn't find such a thing. Okay. And so since we can't find anything, there's obviously not a clearly established law. So we can't say Henry has his finger up and he's looking like he's closing it. So basically what you're saying is in order in order for them to I guess break the immunity they're like okay so he said it has to be established so like this particular case so there has to be precedents but Ultimately. essentially if they can't find precedents ever then there will never be precedents mm-hmm. but i guess the precedents doesn't have to apply to immunity it just has to apply to any particular case right yes okay okay my bad i just had to talk through it cuz no yeah yeah it's okay this is this is an interesting scenario it, no, yeah. it's, it's it's almost mind-boggling. No, yeah, it, it really is. And so um, this is what the judge on the appellate said. Because at the time of the incident giving rise to this appeal, there was no clearly established law making it apparent to any reasonable officer in Vickers' shoes that his actions in firing at the dog and accidentally shooting STC would violate the Fourth Amendment. So... They said that, and what they ultimately mean is there wasn't anything that told him that if he were to shoot the dog and hit STC, this was illegal. So he couldn't clearly have known that this was illegal. Okay. And since it's, and since it's, it's not clearly established, it's not something that can um, overcome the qualified immunity. Okay. You follow? Yeah. And so uh, the appellate court said that and ruled in favor of Vickers. Okay, and yeah. And gave him qualified immunity wow yeah that is well that is very interesting mm-hmm. i don't know how to feel about that i mean it's, it's terrible and <laughs> one of the worst part is that um they just stopped there they you know did. because the other the other part of the um, to overcome qualified immunity as i said was that um it has to establish that the defendant so vickers violated a constitutional right yes right and so since they never said that this was a violation of a constitutional right because they never answered that question okay that means that it wasn't ever clearly established so that means that vickers could do the exact same thing again tomorrow and it still wouldn't be established and it still wouldn't and it wasn't established so he would walk away scot-free wow that, see, that's where I was coming in earlier. Like, it's just going to be a never-ending loop. Cause he's, mm-hmm. But I guess it could be any particular case. Like, it doesn't have to be related to immunity, does it? I, oh, I, no, but see, the case wouldn't come up unless it was related yeah. to immunity. Yeah, because then, yeah. then it would be manslaughter. Yeah, so this is some this is bullshit. Like, yeah. what do you mean? You're, they're just constantly immune. They can never break it because it's the presence is never going to be established. That's what I was trying to talk through earlier. Well, but Do you think it would be different if he killed the kid? If I mean, I would hope so. Because I assume that would be. Oh, there would be. I a assume whole that bunch wouldn't of... follow. That wouldn't fall under this precedent. Because I still would it? like. He still had no probable cause to shoot a dog. Like, why would you just shoot a dog? Well, I think the idea is it's probably a self-protectant, a self-protective thing. Like, I mean, there are attack dogs. People train attack dogs, so. I mean, yeah, but. Yeah, but I mean, either way, like the dog. Like you would, you would be able to tell if the dog is attacking you. You know, you would, you would see it's probably be like gnarling at you or. Yeah, my barking. argument would always be, okay, the dog attacked you, it ran away. You did no such thing to try to control it. Yeah, like you just, you just let it come. You just let it go. You didn't ask any questions. You just let it do what it is. Absolutely. Obviously, you don't feel threatened by this dog if you don't try to contain it. Yeah, I'm just, I just want to know why okay the only thing i have with what you just said though is that you said that he shot at the dog once and then it ran away under the house and then a few seconds later it came back is it a few seconds later that it came back or like a few minutes later like because if it's a few seconds i mean who's really going to think about oh is like just get the dog because you don't really have that much time to think in a few seconds to just yeah that's what i was wondering why he let the dog go if he was shooting at it obviously so what I can see was the dog ran out. They didn't try to stop the dog or anything. All they did was, okay, let's go shoot it immediately. That was their first thing. And apparently it says that no one appeared threatened by the dog. And so they shot it, 
The dog runs away. It goes under the house for, and I quote, eight or ten seconds. And then it, the dog reappears, and it tries to go to his owners. Which I'm assuming are the kids. Which are the kids I, and yeah. Mr. Damien Stewart. Yeah. Wow. To, that to me, that still sounds very, very fishy, because obviously... It tries like to unless, approach its owners, and it's not trying to approach. Yeah, unless like the dogs. I mean, unless the kids are like laying down directly in front of the police officer, there's no reason for him to feel threatened. I mean, threatened because yeah, most definitely. And so, do even we, then, I don't see why your first instinct is to shoot. Yeah, is to shoot a dog. So my here's my here's my only thing that I will say to defend these cops. I know I've been kind of playing devil's no, advocate here. No, go ahead. Go ahead. But obviously, they're not perfect. But the thing yeah. they're probably thinking about is, I want to go home and see my family. Yeah. And I don't want to be attacked by a dog and possibly risk injury, mm-hmm. maybe death. Mm-hmm. I assume they're probably not thinking they're going to die, get killed from a dog. Mm-hmm. But they also don't want to deal with having a crazy, rabid dog that's going to attack them. Mm-hmm. When this dog, from what we're describing, and, you know, we weren't there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But doesn't seem to be that. Not at all. But what I could assume is maybe in the heat of the situation, maybe like, oh. Damien's yelling at the, at the cops. I don't mm. know. We don't know. Um, mm. He's yelling at them. The cops are getting amped up. And they're like, we need to shoot this dog because they see something move, maybe mm. running at him. I mean, it was, I don't know. It was broad daylight. Like, it was in the middle of the day. Yeah. So they knew, obviously, that a dog was coming. Absolutely. But either way, the first thing to me is just so like. Like, I think their, tra- their training should be good enough. In order for them to can, not think, oh, there's a yeah, dog coming out to I shoot mean, it. You're a police officer. You need to know that there's hazards involved with taking this job. And I think taking a dog bite is on. Like, it might sound horrible for me to say, but I mean, taking a dog bite isn't that bad. Yeah. Like, you need to be ready because your main thing is to protect and serve. We see it on every single police car. Absolutely. Right? So you need to protect and serve, like those around you. It should not be to put in someone someone in harm's way by just discharging a weapon. Especially at a dog. someone who's not, or well, not involved. Not someone yeah. you're arresting. Yeah, I don't honestly, know, it, like why are the kids in the ground? These are these are ten year olds. Yeah, right? why are why are they out there? What yeah, did, the, what did these ten year olds do? Something that's terrible is they found um, Christopher Barnett, the guy that they were looking. Okay. Like a couple minutes later, and he wasn't armed, and he was responding to the police immediately. Oh, like, he didn't even. Yeah, like he didn't he didn't resist at all. He didn't resist at all. No, he was just responding. Oh and my goodness! Like yeah, I'm just thinking like there's probably other ways to stop a dog even if it's attacking you, and I'm sure they probably have training in place mm-hmm. for them to know how to stop a dog in case it's attacking you. Yeah, most other than shooting. I mean, what like, what about like how far away was the dog? Where how far away was the dog from the police officer? I mean, it runs from outside. I, I don't I don't know the distance honestly. Because I feel like all this should be important to the case. Because if it was like two feet away from him, then it's like okay, maybe there's some probable cause. Like shoot him right I mean, yeah, away. A dog can jump two feet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but if it's like ten feet away, you don't start shooting immediately. No, I mean we got to think. I mean the kid was a foot and a half away from him. SDC was a foot and a half away from yeah. Vickers. Mm-hmm. No, he was. I thought he was a foot away from the dog. No, no, he was eighteen inches away from Vickers. Oh, the kid was. The kid was eighteen inches away from Vickers. So think about the distance between. And was me the and kid? Right now. The kid was on the ground. The kid was on the ground. Yeah, I don't. I don't even understand how you. I mean, maybe, maybe the dog was very close because. I mean, you're, yeah. Eight, a foot and a half away is, I mean, theoretically. That's standing over someone. Yeah. I mean, when your your legs are more than a foot and a half away, mm-hmm. so uh, the one thing I think I haven't had so far when we do these uh-huh. is more questions after the fact about the case itself. About like the actual situation. You know, the first the first one was very confusing, <laughs> but it was. But I when I when we wrapped it up, I didn't have questions about what happened. Yeah, it was it was ultimately just a man walking in being like, I'm not satisfied with this. Yes, and then, and then the one last week was very straightforward what happened. Tragic, but very straightforward. Yeah, they, like they, we had details on everything. Yes, and this one it feels like, I just feel like there's something missing there. Like, I feel there should almost be. I'm sure be, they probably should... had a whole diagram in court. Right? Oh, they had to have course. a diagram where the kid was, where the dog was, where the police officer was. I don't know. It, I would. They, they might have had it. It wasn't. 
because I had I have like the case law and I had the whole PDF of it, the whole um, forty three pages or whatever, and it just there was nothing. It wasn't there. That is, but yeah, I was um, when I was reading their um, their decision, um, I was pretty confused because the majority, so the people that um, basically decided in favor of Vickers to have qualified immunity, okay, stated this, and I quote. The very action in question, um, they, they stated that the very action in question is not required to have been previously stated unlawful. So think about that. So they're saying shooting someone? The very action in question is not required to have been previously stated, to have been previously held unlawful. So that, that literally tells me there doesn't need to be a precedent. That is what that sounds like. That is literally what it says. It's, it sounds like what it's saying is if you're a cop and you accidentally shoot someone, there's no problem. That, as like, long as you weren't intending to shoot them. No, 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 no. no. It's saying that um, this is for the, for the clearly established. Okay. Oh, for the definition okay, okay, of clearly yeah. established. That in order to be clearly established, the very action in question does not, is not required to have been previously held unlawful. So it's literally telling me that the yeah. action, the violation, does not need to have a precedent. Wow. And so I'm, I'm confused. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Maybe I'm not understanding. Maybe there's some legalese that I don't understand. And I looked it up on the internet, and there are other lawyers and journalists themselves that are confused. They're just all like, this is what you're saying. However, your wording throughout your entire decision is the exact says quite opposite. the opposite. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But why doesn't... Why doesn't the mom appeal now? I mean, if she appeals, it has to go to the Supreme Court. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which is at this point, I it's, like, yeah, a I don't. Ridiculous. She, honestly, she might even be working for it because um, this was decided like two weeks ago. Oh wow! Yeah, she. So could be. yeah, she, she might. might still be. Do looking you to think? Fight it. Do you think she's gonna? She would take a plea. She might take a plea, but they're not gonna offer her one. You don't think so? No. no. I guess it's it's. They just won. Like yeah. They're not going to offer her one. I just think it's, it's insane that, you know, I understand. I, as hard as it is to agree with, I can understand why this, pres- why, why this decision turned out the way it is. Mm-hmm. I think they don't want to limit police officers. And what in, they do. And mm-hmm. what they do. Because at the end of the day, I, I do think they are protecting and serving us. Mm-hmm. However... I do think this is absolutely insane that they can shoot a kid on accident and say, oh, it's okay. Yeah. I, it's... I, and the thing that really gets me is I could even almost see it. Okay, you shoot a kid on accident when you're shooting at a fleeing suspect or someone with a gun mm-hmm. or anything more threatening than a dog, I'm assuming running or lightly trotting to its owners mm-hmm. i it it just doesn't make sense to me yeah it just even the way that the appellate court just handled it especially when they said that i just feel like at that point it's malpractice from their statement i mean if if the if the rules for overcoming uh qualified immunity, immunity qualified immunity are clearly stated and then you, whatever you, your, your declaration is, declaration, my bad, I pronounce that. If it goes against whatever the rules are, I mean, I just feels like malpractice. Like, you don't really know what the hell you're talking about. Let me just, uh, malpractice, from what I know, is only used in medical term. Well, I just yes, mean, like, I don't mean, like, as a term of what they're doing. I just uh-huh. mean, in general, like, they don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, these are judges that, um people within the coffee county of georgia can decide that they can like kick them off but um so there was a the circuit judge named wilson dissented and um do you have the supreme court statement on what they said about i do you still have that tab open or because I, I have it here i do not have it pulled up okay so you guys remember the supreme court said on qualified immunity the supreme court said 
that it provides ample protection to all but the plainly incompetent oh, or yes, those who yes, knowingly yes. violate the law, right? So it protects everyone except for those who knowingly violate the or law are and, incompetent. and those who are incompetent. Which is, which is interesting. What's the definition of incompetent? Yeah. I would, I would like to know what that means. And so this is what uh, Judge Wilson says. The majority accurately points out mm-hmm. that qualified immunity protects all but the plainly incompetent. Yes. Because no competent officer would fire his weapon in the direction of a non-threatening pet while the <laughs> pet was surrounded by children. Qualified immunity should not protect Officer Vickers. Therefore, I dissent. I like that. That's exactly what I'm thinking. No competent officer would shoot near a kid even the, if when the dog isn't even like posing an actual threat. That's what I was – so I was, I was just looking up. How do you beat qualified in, uh, qualified immunity in incompetence cases? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them maybe weren't similar in this sense, but they were almost in the same ballpark. They were the same vein. They were officers. These ones seemed a little more sketchy and a little more insane, mm-hmm. but they were all, they were kind of the same basis of. This officer did something that could almost be considered okay, mm-hmm. but it is clearly not. Yeah, it's just like it is no, not at all. There's a ten-year-old child, eighteen inches from you. Please do not fire your weapon, especially at a non-threatening. Yes, especially someone. He had the guy detained. He had Damien detained, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Damien was innocent. Keep in mind that. But he, but he had him. Yeah, detained. he was. He, he had a gun to his back. Yeah, he had Basically him getting handcuffed. The kids aren't going anywhere. As we just talked about, we are afraid. Ten-year-olds are going to be even yeah, more afraid. That was, I'm 20 years old, and there's a cop out there, and I'm terrified. Even if the kids do run away, what the hell are you going to do? Shoot Don't them, shoot too? Kid. Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. I, You're saying most definitely insane. shoot them? I said, yeah, most definitely don't shoot at a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this case is all just a mess. A mess. So... Is this is this like is this whole immunity thing? Is this like the same way that a lot of police officers get away with shooting unarmed like black men, or even just killing them while holding them in chokeholds or whatever because they're not incompetent it has or whatever? To be. Well, it depends. So, um, qualified immunity gives like the it gives a person the right to sue them, not even for them to be found guilty, but it gives them the right to sue them. So, like, let's say you're a police officer and you do something and you say, oh, qualified immunity. And they find that you're right in qualified immunity. That means that I can't even sue you. But you can still be held accountable for your actions. You can still be found guilty of the crime. No. No? Qualified immunity, I can't even sue you. So you can't be found guilty of anything. Oh. If they say that... um, I think what qualified immunity means, I think, to put it more in layman's terms, is... You are not doing anything wrong. Yeah. No, I know what it. I I understand like, what okay. it means. And so, um, I would say that if the case doesn't even reach the court, then I think qualified immunity is probably the reason why uh, most of the police officers get away with it. I think, like, I think the qualified immunity thing, much like last week when we talked about, um. What was what was our what was our word we kept talking? I was harping on was the definition of uh, of uncontrolled or oh um unpredictable unforeseeable unforeseeable. It's a lot like we were talking like we were harping on the definition of unforeseeable. Mm. I think this qualified immunity thing is is the key focal point here. Mm. And and to the extent at what should an officer actually be immune from? And I think the circumstances of this case, while not tragic, mm-hmm. still very, very telling and dark. Oh, yeah, it's completely terrible. Especially the fact that he could do it again tomorrow and he would be like, yeah, you're immune. Because they didn't really define it as uh, something that's been clearly established. Yeah. However, I feel like if, like let's say he did do it again tomorrow and then again the day after that or whatever, after so many times of doing it, I'm, 
I'm assuming he'd be like, okay, well, at this point, you're doing it knowingly, so... I think he'd probably be found... I think he would definitely be found as incompetent if he did it again. Yeah. Yeah. And which, in that case, could he be sued criminally? Well, as long as they don't find him immune. So, theoretically, if he was, let's say, let's say this kid, he ended up hurting this kid worse. He, okay. he took his leg off. Okay. Or his leg had to be amputated. Okay. Um, just to amp this up a bit, um, could we say he could be, if, if in that scenario they found him incompetent, would he be charged? Could he be charged with, I don't know, damages? I don't know what the, what the, Un- unlawful well keep in mind again qualified immunity does not mean you're going to be charged with something it just means they can take you to court okay so, so since he doesn't have qualified immunity that means they can take him to court whatever happens after that that's for the court to decide so but the, so, he, the, so if he so if you break qualified immunity mm-hmm. you can thus go to trial basically then you go to trial okay so these so these trials were to see if he broke qualified immunity yep wow I would actually be very interested to see what the trial would be like if he if they said he did. Oh, that it, it would. Because I think that else. probably answers your question, Henry. On okay, where are the facts? They probably didn't present them because they probably weren't necessarily or necessary in these cases. Maybe or in this case. I mean, I think we all unanimously agree it is, as well <laughs> yeah, as we several other lawyers and judges that you found, yeah. Ivan. But I think what probably happened is the exact details and the exact uh, uh, diagrams or models or however they, whatever system they use, probably wasn't necessary in this trial to that point or at this point. Yeah. Which I think is just insane, out of this world. It's terrible. It's it's a it's a terrible circumstance to be with. I I wish um, the Corbett's all the best. Because what they went through was terrible. Absolutely. And Vickers, I, I can't believe you. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's insane. It, it's it, insane. It, it, this is one of those ones, I knew this would happen at some point when, when we started this series, that I would just be left with more questions, confused, questioning our court system even more. Because up to this point, I might, I might like the last week, I didn't expect... To end up, what expect what happened to happen. However, unforeseeable. This week, I. It's just it's just mind boggling. No, it, it seems like a case that easily has to go one way. Yes, but it just it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't, and it fails on on so many different levels. And I mean, it's just terrible. Anyways. Well, that's the case. The sad one. <laughs> I hate to end it like that. That's a, that's a rough yeah. note. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how that's how it goes. You know, the the justice system it fails you. On a brighter note, if brighter you note. Uh, if you listeners at home, oh boy, think this is uh, something that's pretty important to you, this is a uh, this is something that touches you. Maybe you should think about uh, running, in uh, uh, studying and learning about how to be a lawyer. Oh, yeah. And uh, go to law school, possibly become a judge and help change yeah, this idea. And if that's a little bit too much for you, because I understand not everyone needs to be a lawyer. Not everyone needs to be a judge. Absolutely. Honestly, just contact your representatives, contact your judges, talk to them. Make sure you elect the right people, support the right people, and put the right people in positions of power to do things that are responsible and things that will help everyone in the community and everyone in the United States. Ultimately, that's what it just comes down to. Make your voices heard. Make your voices be heard. Exactly. Anyways, um, uh, we can just end it off there. I think that my was a good little wrap. Yeah, up. A little inspiring bit by little inspiring uh, little bit <laughs> by uh, Ivan we'll and myself. <laughs> Go vote. Go vote. Yeah. Good. Well said. Uh, my name's Ivan Medina. As always, I'm on Twitter at i t s i v a n m e d i n a. It's Ivan Medina. It's Ivan Medina. Follow me. Uh, send me any questions, comments, concerns, compliments. I love compliments. Um, <laughs> Why do I that's feel like we're bit. in a high school classroom? <laughs> that's my bit. Anyone else want to plug anything? 
But my name is Henry Alvarez. I don't really want you on my social media yet, but someday. 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 And uh, I'm Hunter Lang. I would would put some social media, but uh, I'm not really on it yet. So, all right. Give all the love to Ivan. Yes, I need it. I need it. I need his big ass head. I just um, I just got 500 followers. So wow, <laughs> clap it up for Ivan. Yeah, woo. Add, uh, add the clap track here and post. Add the um, clap track here. Add the, and the little, air horn here. The air horn. <laughs> add the add the Jay Z quote that I love to add. Chains is cool to cop, but more important is lawyer fees. Uh, so we're out. Anyways, y'all have a beautiful day. Stay legal. Peace. I don't like that phrase. He also didn't yeah, do his, his classic ending of this was the time when. And then the he comes, that. this is the time that. And then he says something. So this pretty has disappointing. Been, this is the time that um, SWAT raids. And we're out. Boom.